The NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and make a, start making smarter bets today. We're also brought to you by Cut. Cut is a peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. Head to cut.com. That's K-U-T-T.com. Use promo code SGPN to get a 10% deposit bonus. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. 15% off everything when you use the promo code PLAYOFFS. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. No me, no the voice, no the guy. It's me, really real, villain real, Terrell Furman Jr. here at your service. Yeah, let's play the drop today. Let's get the drop going. That's what Josh Giddy sounded like last night after he had a double double in the house that Carl Malone built. It looked like a triple double for a bit though, didn't it? <laughs> hey, he was gonna get it. He was gonna get the triple double. I think he I think he slowed down. He was like, all right, I'm wilding a little bit too much now. He was going for the triple double. And I <laughs> he felt inspired in that building. He did. That's the only way, that's the only way you could stop the jazz. Josh Giddy by getting the reincarnation of Carl Malone in his spirit freaking we'll leave that topic alone but okay the Thunder get it done against the Jazz and in the Jazz amazing win streak last night Scott Studio Reichel Scott what's going on whoa Scotty beat me up surprise Yeah, doing well. Uh, had a pretty decent day yesterday. Ended up splitting the lock and dog picks. Won the lock, though. Had the over in the Thunder game. Never in doubt there. Uh, for the dog, ended up losing. Had quickly assists over uh, six and a half. And unfortunately, R.J. Barrett stole a lot of those assists. So, yeah, it didn't work out there, but cashed the lock. So it is what it is. Besides that, though, trying to think of any main topics to talk about from yesterday. Because I know we got a lot of... Oh, actually, we don't have that many games today. I think we got seven. Yeah, the uh, painful no no cover by the Grizzlies yesterday. That was rough. They covered for about, I don't know, 58 minutes in that game and then failed at the end. Uh, besides that, the Kings, there needs to be a conversation about uh, because this team has been falling apart recently. Halliburton's not playing. Siakam's not playing. And you basically lose wire to wire at home. Not exactly ideal for the Kings. Yeah, I'll start there. The Kings got problems. Kings, yeah. I'm, 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 I was already down. And I was leaving the door open for me to buy back into that Kings team. I, I really don't think I am. I, just, I really don't think I am. But, I mean, I had the Pacers last night. And it was it was pretty much fate in the Kings. In the I wasn't spot. aligned seven and a half with the Kings. I'm just saying. Yeah, like it was, like, they trailed the entire game. Sabonis is- gives you a triple-double. Like I mean, TJ McConnell's the starting point guard for this team he he had 20 and 10 he had 20 and 10 not just like it was 20 and 10 it it was a surprise and the 20 points is kind of wild but still i mean you figure after the choke job against the suns maybe you'll get up for this type of game you don't even get up for this game like come on come on sacramento come on like i think you got to be better than that but 
I did want to give a shout out in that game uh, to one player in particular. I know Kevin Herter had 30 plus points. A so shout out to him for actually having a good game. But I said I was going to like a bunch of overs in that game, except for one guy. Do you want to guess the one guy I like the unders with? <laughs> Harrison Barnes. That is correct. Do you know what his stat line was yesterday? Uh, Don't look it, it up. Wasn't as, it wasn't a Tony. It wasn't a Tony Snell stat line. So it wasn't the zero 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 zero, but it was like about as close as you could get. He had two points, one rebound, one assist in basically yeah. twenty minutes of play. So shout out to Harrison Barnes for uh, reaffirming all of my you know biased bets against him. Uh, just not a very good basketball player. It is what it is. They should probably get rid of him. But either way, point is Barnes is a serious flaw with this lineup. Herder did his part yesterday, so no real uh, I'd say issues with him for one game at least. But damn, Barnes is just disinterested. Like, I don't know what he's doing on this team. I get the argument of veteran leadership. At some point, you got to do something. Two points, one rebound, one assist, and the game gets into the 240s. Come on, man. Like, you got to do better. You got to do more than that. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. I mean, I- I'm over the Kings. I'm over the Kings. I think I'm I'm legit out on the Kings, and it has to be like the bottom feeders of the league for me to take the Kings at this point. Anybody that's middle of the pack or even definitely not against anybody that's a playoff team on either side. I just can't see myself taking the Kings over them again. I feel like the issue honest. with the Kings, though, is that I was low on them for a while because I watched them a couple months ago and I just didn't think they had enough offense to actually get past a potentially bad game by Fox or Monk. I just don't like the scoring options on that team besides the main you know guys who can create off the dribble, Fox and Monk and Sabonis in there. But I thought they might need one trade. They might need like three. Like they're definitely not close to much. And I know Halliburton didn't play yesterday. I know the Kings made the playoffs last year. Is it time we can start saying that the Pacers won the trade? Like, can we just say it? Like, it's fine. Like, we can admit the Pacers won the Sabonis trade, as far as I'm concerned. What's the Kings? I think you can. I know the Pacers haven't made the playoffs yet. I get it. They started off at a worse spot in terms of starting point, but. What your main argument? I think this that- is when you do your thing where you oh you you get a bad result from one side and then you completely just go over to the other side. Like they both got really good player. They both are about to have a playoff run under their belt. The Kings are about to. Why, have why is one under their belt? They had one last year. They were the second seed. How the do you how do you run. lose a trade? How do you lose a trade and you make the second seed and you make the playoffs? My point for the first is they time. traded potentially. They were I get, literally. I get- yeah, there was parade history in the streets. I get it. Parade in the streets it. because they made the playoffs. Like you, they didn't lose the trade. I, I, no, they didn't lose the trade. Everybody got did. what they wanted. Everybody got what they, they wanted because I get, the, I get the argument that they made history by you know breaking the streak and they made the playoffs again. Your legacy with Sabonis is losing a home game seven by thirty. Yeah, good luck with that. Like that, that's oh, crazy. Gosh, all right. You All lost right, it home by thirty. I mean, all come right, on. Scott. Like no, I, I think the Pacers won that trade. You can argue that both nobody really, really lost, but I think the Pacers were bigger winners than the Kings were in that trade, as far as I'm concerned. It, all right, that is your opinion. That is your right. opinion. All right, let's talk about the games that are actually being played today. The, the Philadelphia 76ers on the road going to play the Orlando Magic. Orlando lays minus five. 223 is the total. That's actually dropped a half a point. Injury report for the 76ers. We have Daniel House not on the injury report. Jaden Springer is questionable. Robert Covington out. Danthony Melton is out. And Obama's out. For the Orlando Magic, Franz Wagner, Gary Harris, both out. Looks like Markel Fultz is going to play. 
and potentially start. Line is five. Plus five for Orlando at home. What are you doing? Yeah, I think for this one, I'm going to take the points. I know Philly's been great with him beating the lineup. We know how good his numbers are. But Indiana's fight. I mean, not Indiana, sorry. Orlando's feisty. And I do think that Orlando getting five and a half feels a little bit disrespectful. I know, once again, Philly can get a bunch of big numbers from Embiid. I get it. Philly's a very good home team. On the road, they're fine, too. But Orlando's been nice at home all season long. I'm going to lean to Orlando plus the points. You haven't. I mean, I was not a fan of Orlando losing to Atlanta, but at least they covered. So there's that. I mean, when Joel Embiid plays, there's always the fear that he doesn't play the fourth quarter because he doesn't need to. Yeah. Occasionally, he'll check in for garbage time, but he actually has sat out a lot of fourth quarters where he could have padded his stats and got 50. Recently, he padded his numbers again. But it's like, but but you only sit out the fourth quarter because you're so good that the other team is not even in the game. I'm saying he's more dominant than his numbers even suggest because he has not been playing the fourth quarter a lot to pad his stats. I know. His numbers are actually crazy. I know. So it's like, with somebody like that, where is the trade-off in Orlando in the scoring? in the scoring department. Is Paolo Bancaro going to have that crazy of a game to keep them in it? Like, if Embiid gives you 30 and three quarters, is this game close still? You can argue Orlando maybe hangs in there or maybe they dominate the bench minute units, but I get your point. I guess what I'm asking is if Embiid has a big game, let's say Embiid gives you 35 by the end of the game, not in three quarters. And you don't okay, then I think that I think they're in the game. If it's 35 by the end of the game, I think they're in the game. But if it's 35 and three quarters, the game might be over. I guess what I'm saying, though, is if you can do a decent job shutting down Maxi and you do a decent job on like Tobias Harris or maybe just Maxi, you're not really worried about Harris. Do you think Philly is going to be able to win by margin on the road, basically relying on one guy to do all the scoring? That's kind of what I'm asking. No, I don't think they cover by margin if Embiid is the only one doing the scoring. I'm going to put faith in Orlando's backcourt to do a good job on Maxi, and I think they'll hang in there. But uh, if, I mean, Embiid could always go for 40, though. You know, they got Batadze and Wendell Carter. Like, I get it. You know, it's a good matchup for Embiid. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna make. That's what it have to be. That's what it have to be. It have to be the defense. Plus, this has really to be laying five and a half this early in the day when you never know if Embiid's going to play or not. Like. It, Embiid's always a worry to potentially sit. I know that's kind of a cop-out answer because you're kind of just assuming yeah. they're going to play. But, I mean, Embiid, as far as I know, should be playing in this game. He had 41 last game. So, I see people in the chat mentioning it. I'm assuming Embiid's going to play. He had 47 and 10 last game. Like, I'm assuming he's mm-hmm. fine. So, with that being the case, I'll lean to Orlando at home. But if you want to take Philly, I'd understand. <sighs> You seem like you're I, I, yeah, and it's really, it's really the Tyrese Maxey thing because I think that the matchup between Jalen Suggs and Tyrese Maxey is going to be uh, one to watch for in this game and see, like, hey, does does he get that additional level scoring? If he gets Maxey and if Maxey and Embiid are both able to go off, I don't think this is close. I really don't, but I do, I do trust Jalen Suggs and this Orlando defense. Orlando over the past five games giving up the third least points per game over the past five games. They're playing really good on the perimeter. And they're, they're these totals are low. Like, these totals are low for the other team. Last five games, you got 
the 106 to the Hawks in a loss, the 94 to the Knicks. You got uh, the 112 to OKC actually looks really, really good. And then you have the, um, what, 99 piece to Miami. Like, they're no, losing I get, these I games. I get your point, though. Offensively, they've not been good lately. I get your point. Yeah, but they, but defensively, they're in the game. Like, they're one in four during this stretch. And then three of these games are one possession, two possession games. So yeah. it's like they're in the game and the defense is keeping them in it. But they got smacked by – they didn't cover this line against Minnesota. They didn't cover this line against OKC. I'm not going to assume they covered this line against the 76ers, even though I think the defense is going to be good. I'm taking the 76ers minus five. But my favorite play is the, under, favorite play is the under. My favorite play is the under. The, that's the play that we play in this game. The total is at 223. You look at the pace for these two teams, and you already know Philly is fine with running slow. They're 21st in the past five games in terms of pace. Orlando dead last. Dead last in the last five games in terms of pace. I talked about their defense stats. We know Philly is pretty solid defensively. And, I mean, really the only worry is Joel and B and potentially Tyrese Maxey being able to drive the total up. But I think that they'll do a good job on everybody else and keep the, t- the overall team total down. So, yeah, 223 feels like a pretty much a give. I'm, I'm taking the under here. Yeah, that I agree with. That's my favorite play in this game. Yeah, I like that way better than either side. All right, player props. I'm assuming you're on him beat overs because how the hell is Orlando going to guard him? I don't know how they're going to guard him. I really don't. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, he probably is going to get his, and, and that just brings the attention to everybody else. So maybe this is a 50-piece game. Like, if this is close and this isn't a blowout, maybe this is a 50-piece game. He has a 50 against Orlando before, by the way. Yeah. And... Like if they if Orlando holds everybody else and keeps this game close and Umbeat has to play the fourth quarter, then this may be a game that I'd be interested in potentially buying Joel Embiid points up because really, like Patazi, Wendell Carter, Mo Wagner, like who's how are they gonna slow him down? I'm a little bit confused why Embiid's assists are so high at five and a half. I, I got one of the arguments could be, well, he had ten last game and you might expect him to get his teammates involved if Orlando traps or doubles. They really don't, or at least they haven't in the last couple head-to-head meetings. I mean, the meeting earlier this season, he had three. Uh, Last year, he had five. I I just feel like five and a half, and it's juice two to the over. It's at minus 125. The under is plus money. Five and a half assists? Like, if you're expecting Embiid to score 40, which is pretty realistic, then how many assists do you think he's getting if he's going to score 40-plus points? I know he had a a monster game against Denver. I get it. Mm -hmm. I just feel like this number is inflated because of that Denver game. And Orlando is allowing the fewest assists per game. Five and a half? It's a lot of assists for a center. For a guy that gets to the line a lot, like that's a lot of assists. I'm going to take Embiid under for the five and a half assists. And, and I think he's doing all the scoring. So, yeah. Like, but that number I don't think he's going to pass. Just yeah, I'm with you. All right. Let's see here before we get to the next game of the slate. Got to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs. And we'll bring you an offer that helps electrify the playoffs. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Any game, doesn't matter. Chiefs, Bills, sure. Uh, Texans, Ravens, okay. Packers, 49ers, why not? It's somebody else. I don't care. Because you can bet on anybody, everybody. Doesn't matter. Five bucks gets you 200 instantly in, in bonus bets. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code SGP. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook code SGP. The crown is yours. 
gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario, bonus best expire 168 hours after issuing cdkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gambling resources all right next game on the slate san antonio spurs on the road going back to play the charlotte hornets we saw this recently it wasn't too long ago san antonio handled the hornets on the road now they are on the road this time around line is what is this line charlotte minus four and a half 235 and a half is the total Injury report here, and for the San Antonio Spurs, Victor Wembenyama is out. He will rest the front end of the back-to-back this time, and so that he can play tomorrow in Washington. Well, just to be just to be sure, you said that Wemby's not playing, right? Yes, Wemby's not playing this one. So instead of sitting, <laughs> yeah, just making sure. Okay, cool. I mean, it was a toilet bowl, even if he was playing. I don't know why that. Yeah, but at least with Wemby. Can make an argument like he's kind of must watch TV every night because his numbers of the, over the past week or two has been crazy. Like, why would you even bother? Devin Vassell's now? numbers were crazy with this team, and they still were toilet bowl. No, no, That's just fair. because okay. you yeah, just because yeah, you are fair. a number one overall pick. This team is still seven and thirty three. It is a toilet bowl. Zach Collins questionable with the ankle injury. He could be replacing Wimby in that starting lineup. And for the Charlotte Hornets, we have Brandon Miller questionable, Nick Richards questionable, Bryce McGowan's questionable, Gordon Hayward and Mark Williams not playing in this game because they are on IR. Here we go. Spurs killed this team by about 40 a week and a half ago, except Wemby was was insane in that game. And now Charlotte doesn't have to worry about him. It's a toilet bowl, so I'm guessing you're blindly taking the points. I mean, I, it didn't have to be a toilet bowl. Why would I ever? Why would I lay points for Charlotte? No, in general, yeah. Well, the fact yeah. that Charlotte's even laying points means it's automatically a toilet bowl. Because why would they ever be yeah. laying points? Yeah, but, there's like there's no point in me laying points with them. I've already said I think that San Antonio. When we ranked those teams, I thought San Antonio was above Charlotte, and then they beat them by forty. I still sure. think San Antonio is above Charlotte, even if Wimby doesn't play. I I have my guys, Kelton Johnson, Devin Vassell. I'm gonna trust San Antonio. San Antonio gets it done, plus four and a half. Done with you. Uh, simply put, I don't trust Charlotte enough to ever lay with that team. Uh, Lamelo came back. Congrats. You're still getting killed by double digits every game. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I do think that San Antonio has enough. I, I, don't, I don't know if talent's the right word, but I think they have enough toughness to hang in there because they've been kind of sneaky recently in the fourth quarter of games. They made Atlanta work for it a bit more than we thought. They almost covered in the back door against uh, Boston last game. I don't mind San Antonio's intensity recently where Charlotte is just kind of aloof. That's how the word I'd use to describe this team. I'm going to link the San Antonio plus the four and a half. There's no way I'm laying two possessions with Charlotte. That's just not happening. San Antonio six and four and ATS in their last 10 games, including the last two, uh, basically, you know, almost backdoor covers for San Antonio against Boston and Atlanta six and four in their last 10 ATS. Yeah. I'm rolling with San Antonio here. Not fooling with Charlotte. Total sitting there at two thirty five and a half. And climbing. <laughs> the climbing part's weird because San Antonio did score 135, but I guess the argument is Charlotte's going to score more than that and it might balance out. But there's no way Char- there's no way San Antonio scored 135 if Wemby's not playing. So, I mean, mm. I don't think they are. 
I don't think they're talented enough, but who knows? I mean, if a cell and Keldon, maybe if they combine for like 50 or 60, then you got a shot at it. But I don't, I don't see that. Is that, happening. is that not, is that not reasonable here against Charlotte? It's possible. I just don't, I don't see it happening personally. Uh, I'm going to lean to the under in this game. It just feels high. You can make an argument that maybe Charlotte will give up a bunch of points because they gave up 132 to New Orleans. New Orleans, unlike these two teams, are actually good at basketball. Uh, but the point is, the Hornets in the last couple of games before that, 87 against the Heat, 99 against the Spurs, 98 against the Kings. The team can't consistently score. And even the Spurs in the last two games scored 98 against Boston. Okay, Boston's a good defensive team. You scored 99 against the Hawks. Really? Like, I have issues with both offenses. I'm going to lean on mm-hmm. and this total's a bit high. I I lean under, but for different reasons. Okay. San Antonio's actually been pretty solid defensively over the past few games. Like, you said they're playing better. They are, and they're actually playing better on all sides of the ball. Last five games, San Antonio's giving up 111 points per game. Look at who they played and what they gave up during that span. 117 in Boston. Okay, that's actually pretty solid. 109 to the Hawks. You have that uh, 122 to the Bulls. That's really the outlier there. And then you got the 99 to Charlotte and the 108 to Detroit, which is more comparable because they're playing Charlotte and this team sucks and those two and Charlotte and Detroit sucks. So I think that they could actually get up a little bit more defensively here. I guess the women Wimby thing being out is a little bit less rim protection could lead to more scoring for Charlotte. Just give me San Antonio team total over. Charlotte sucks defensively. San Antonio put up 135 on this team a week ago. They'll be able to score again. Is it going to be 135 again? Maybe not, but it's going to be close. I think this game probably finishes somewhere in the high 220s. Like I don't think it's going. I think it's going to go way under, but I do think this number feels a bit steep. All right. Let's see. Before we get into the next game, let's say I got to talk to you about Cut, the peer-to-peer social betting platform that's U.S.-based and available in 40 states. You can bet against your friends on sports, politics, pop culture, anything with a verifiable outcome. If you wanted to go and bet on what was the what was that award show that just happened? There was an award show that just happened. Was it? Emmys? The, it wasn't Emmys. Yes, you could have bet on the Emmys. You could have bet on the Emmys. That that you could have did that. With Cut, Cut offers low VIG, fully customizable odds. You can do all of that. If you go and you check our Sports Gambling Podcast group, then you'll see that Ryan, Real Money Kramer, is actually offering you all minus 10, on, I mean plus 10 on the Texans. He said, I don't care about the hook. I'll give you the hook, and I'll make the odds, and I'll give you plus 10 on the Texans today because he believes in Baltimore that much you can do that you can do that with your friends so hop in there go challenge real money kramer go challenge any of us we let's do it so reminder cut is the peer-to-peer social betting platform for us-based 40 states head to cut.com that's k-u-t-t.com use promo code sgpn for a 10 percent deposit bonus we're also brought to you by underdog fantasy you said what no my bad sorry my bad. no no yeah underdog fantasy Pick them scorchers, favorite fantasy players, stats, money, of course, NFL, NBA, NHL, college football, college basketball. You can do all of that on underdog fantasy. I'm tapping into the college basketball realm a little bit more because these stars be cooking every night. Like, why not? Why not take points over in college basketball? I love it. So watch along, make your picks and make a little cash along the way. We sign up, use promo code SGPN. Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code SGPN. All right, Scott, you were saying something? 
Yeah, I was going to say, I don't even know uh, what the award show actually was. I think it was the Emmys, I think. Uh, yeah, I think it was the Emmys. I think it was it was something like that. You know, it was TV. Was an, Everyone is TV. Every, yeah. Every time there's an award show, there's two things that I notice. One is that award shows are a monumental waste of time. And two is that I don't watch anything. Everything that's nominated, <laughs> I just haven't seen. I don't know if you're the same way, but it's, I just don't, haven't seen it. You didn't see Abbott Elementary? No. Never heard of it. What? No. Abbott Elementary is hilarious. It's like The Office. I, I live under a rock. I, I I don't really know much about it. I've, I've been watching The Sopranos, so I'm watching stuff that was very good. Like You're watching ago, old stuff. And yeah, you're back. not even... Yeah. I'm just saying, you put the new shows up against The Wire and The Sopranos, and we'll see what happens, but I'll take the old shows, you know? Yeah, I hate old people like you. The Wire, The Wire, The Wire. Now, granted, I did watch The Wire about a year ago now, and it is probably one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. Thank but yeah. I don't have to live like I don't have to live in that. I don't have to live in that. I can enjoy the shows of today. I can do oh, no, that. that's not the point. The point is I'm so far behind on like the old classics that I'm watching those first before I get to the new stuff. Oh <sighs> uh, wait, so you just now watching the Sopranos? Yeah. I watched The Wire when I was in college. I actually have never watched the Sopranos. I'm on the final season, so I'm almost done with it. Oh, uh, wait, have I seen the Sopranos? Which one is the Sopranos? The Mafia one? Yeah, I've seen that. My okay. dad used to watch that. Yeah. Marlo, Avon, Bartstill. Yep. Hey, man, I when I started The Wire, I was like, look at all these people. All these people are in this show. Michael B. Jordan got done dirty, though. Low-key. Just a little oh, he was bit. He, wanted, he just wanted to, he wanted to get out. He wanted out the life, man. He wanted out the life. Isn't right. that the whole story, though, about it? You can never get out? Isn't that the point? Or there's one way out, and it's just, you know, it's not the way you yeah, want Yeah, man. Yeah, it man. It was so many people that wanted out, and they just could not get out. They but for award shows, like, the nominees are, and it's like, I've just never heard of any of these shows. Like, I, I, I don't know what you want from me. Man. But. That's crazy. It's, it's the movies. The movies are the one that does it for me. I never. Which, which is the movie one? Is that the, that's the Oscars? I think that's yeah, the Yeah, Oscars. Oscars are the movie one. Yeah, I always I, I haven't always seen any of those too. Like, what was that movie Oppenheimer? Whatever. I Oppenheimer. Heard that yeah, I, I didn't see it. That's about the atom bomb. But yeah, why do I, like I want to go watch the atom bomb? Why do I, I want to watch like a movie about atom like bomb? Three, it's three hours. The random sex scene in the middle. I heard. I've heard things <laughs> about the movie. I just haven't seen it. I'm just being <laughs> honest. Just random that came out and Barbie came out at the same time, so people were doing the Barbenheimer thing. That's really the only reason why I know about it. But I didn't. I didn't see Barbie either. I didn't see Barbie either. All right. Denver Nuggets on the road going to play the Boston Celtics. Denver's catching seven. Seven. 234 is the total here. Injury report, and we have for the Denver Nuggets, Aaron Gordon's probable. Uh, Julian Strawherv and Kankar are both on IR as they've been. And for the Celtics, it looks like Porzingis and Derek White are both not on the injury report, so the Celtics should be at full strength today. Uh, you know, for Boston, or is it 21 and 0? It's 20. 20 and 0. 20 and 0 at home for Boston. 13 and 7 against spread. Actually, not bad. They're starting to pick, they're starting to pick this things up ATS as, as the year goes on. These Boston Celtics, three ATS wins in a row. Scott, what are you doing here? Seven with the Denver Nuggets. I took Boston overnight at five and a half, so I'm not surprised the really? line ended up moving. I did. Uh, I decided earlier in the week I faded Denver on the road, and I'm just convinced this team is overvalued on the road. They're not a good road team. They're 7-14 and 14 ATS. 
So I understand why people might be looking at Denver with Jokic and the and the defending champions, thinking it's disrespectful. But I just don't really understand why so many people have kind of – I guess I understand, but I've just acknowledged that Denver's not a good road team, and I don't want to back them. If you're failing to cover 66% of the time on the road, I'm not going to keep <laughs> donating money to your cause. Like, it's just not going to happen. It's the reason why we fade Atlanta every time they play, because they don't cover any spreads. Boston uh-huh. is 13-7 and seven ATS at home. So they're not as good ATS as they are straight up, obviously, but still very solid. It was most of the injury report for me. The fact that White and Porzingis both did not play the last game. They were both going to play in this game. So Porzingis is back. White is back. The team's fully healthy, which is important to me. I know Gordon was dealing with a bit of a heel issue, but I think he's going to play in this game. It was mostly just fading Denver on the road. It might just mm-hmm. be you know, ru- a rolling it back or running it back because I won against Denver earlier this week on the road. But I watched them mm-hmm. a couple of times look underwhelming in opposing arenas. I think Boston gets up for it. Boston has also dominated the head-to-head. I believe they've won six of the last seven meetings by at least six points. So Boston has done well against this team. And I do think that Boston at home is definitely the uh, solid spot to bet them, usually. At least when they're not against bottom feeders where they can potentially you know, have a letdown moment, like against the Pistons. I'm going to lean to Boston here. It's just a spot where I think Denver on the road is not a side I really enjoy backing. I feel better at the five and a half, but I'm going to lean to Boston anyway. Well, there's multiple things to consider. The first thing to consider is the fact that I've done pretty well for myself, just not taking Boston in any situation and just saving myself the heartbreak, save myself the heartbreak of, you know, Boston let me down in a spot because this would be the spot where in the past, I would say, wow, Boston's been playing really, really well this year. They're 20 and 0 at home, 13 and 7 ATS. They're going to get this done. And I would forget, I used to forget my whole little beef with the Boston Celtics, and I would bet them, and then they would lose. So, Denver, plus seven. That was I mean, come on. Bad teams, though. I thought we just had that with the Bucs. It was mostly, it was, it, it was mostly bad teams. I will give you they that. Lost it was definitely mostly bad. I thought teams. we just had this moment. Don't we have to wait another like two weeks before there's another moment? I don't know. I don't know, man. They pulled the starters at the half against Milwaukee. I thought we just did this like a week ago. I don't know, man. It'd be sometimes. It'd be sometimes they get you, man. It'd be sometimes they get you. I'd be. I'd be trying to change my stance sometimes, but then there's that game, and I'm like, that's why. That's why right there. Nah, yo. I just don't like. I just don't bet them. So maybe Boston screws me, but I'm happy I got five and a half overnight. Let's put it that. I'll take closing the closing line value and. And I'll wait because it's probably – I mean, it could still go up. I don't see why anybody's not betting Boston. This Denver team sucks on the road. Like, let's be honest. 7-14 and 14 ATS on the road. 7-4 so. – well, he's going to play. He's probable. He's going to play. Yeah. Maybe. But but 7-14, seven, seven and 14? that's horrible. That's horrible. I would fade Denver in any other situation except this team. Literally any other situation, I would fade them at this spot except, except this team. So, Denver plus 7. But the total's at 234. And I think the thing that matters a lot in how Denver is going to make this close and how this total actually is really interesting at 234 is because you start your centers against the Celtics and Jokic is going to have a game. He's going to have a game. If if they're in this game for majority of the game and we're looking in the fourth quarter and it's probably going to take a Boston run to get the cover, it's because Jokic probably has 30, 15, and almost 10. So my question for you, though, since you definitely like Jokic overs, I do too. Does that mean you're leaning to the over in the game, or you think that Boston kind of lets Jokic do his thing and they stop everybody else? That's kind of been the pivot. We saw Philly do that in the last yeah. game, where they let Jokic take a lot of shots, they stopped everybody else, and they won the game. 
But, you trust Joe Mazzulla to do that? Joe Mazzulla kind of, I don't know, he just feels like he can craft up a game plan to stop anybody. And it doesn't I know work. it's a matter of Joe Mazzulla. It might just be a matter of I trust Holiday to do a pretty good job on Jamal Murray. And Derek White, if they want to throw looks at Oh, them. no. I feel like Holiday been a little underwhelming for me this year. Oh, he has. But I'm saying him and White together, they can alternate and they can also throw okay. Jalen Brown out there. They got, a, they got a couple options, different looks to throw at Jamal. I do agree with you. Yeah. Drew's not the same defender he used to be, but he's still an above average defender, obviously. He yeah, he a is. Lot of for other sure. good options. That's just slightly underwhelming. Not saying he's bad, but just yeah. slightly underwhelming. I expected more. I'm not going to lie. I expected a little bit more. Because I've seen, I still I've think seen Jimmy some Baller guards. The, I think Jimmy Baller took his soul in the playoffs last year, so I'm actually not, I did not expect more when he went to Boston. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll go over. If there was anything Boston, I would back. It'd probably be a Boston team total over. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's, Boston's been so good offensively at home, but defensively they've been solid, and I am concerned that Denver might struggle offensively unless Jokic has a monster game, which is possible. But I do think they can I think they could shut down Murray. I think they could give a hard time to Michael Porter Jr. as well. So I'm just asking in general, I know Jokic makes a lot out of nothing. How many scoring options do you think Denver actually has? Well, let's see Jamal Murray. Because uh, I hate Michael their bench. Jr. Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr. Mm. I mean Gordon you, is a you, rim runner off ball. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it helps. It helps. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I mean, it's, they got they got the shooting on the outside. We'll see how they do with the perimeter, but you still got some outside shooting. Case they got Cole like, Pope, and you got a couple. Yeah, guys like there, it's but. really. I I don't like the bench unit either, uh, and that was the the thing that we said earlier in the season that how, what is this bench unit going to look like? And then they're actually getting depleted by injuries on that bench. So, I mean, I think they I think they could keep up in a really good situation. It just mm, it's up and down. Really, honestly, I'm just going to ladder Jokic points up. Yeah, gonna, I agree with you on the Jokic points. points. I just so, think that this total can go either way. Yeah. Anything that I would want to put on the side of Denver to fade the Celtics, I'm just going to put on Jokic and just say Jokic has a monster game in a win or loss, whatever it is. Well, I'm going to ask, though, how high do you go? Uh, I'll tell you right now. When looking on DraftKings Sportsbook, make sure you use that code SGP. Bet five bucks on any game. Get $200 in bonus bets instantly. All right. We have here Nikola Jokic, 35 plus 390 Okay, on DraftKings. I'll take it. By the, by the way, I was looking at the head-to-head meetings. Do you know how many meetings in a row have gone under this total between these two how teams? How many? 11. Really? 11 straight unders for this number. The last two meetings were close. I think the last one landed 234 on the dot. Oh, well, It's 11 straight that have gone under. I can't take an over like that. Or maybe we can because it's 11 straight and, it's, and the overs do. It's also a TV game, so you might get more fouls. Referees have families. They want to see them on TV. <laughs> I've noticed a lot of overs with with a lot with primetime TVs, man. A lot of overs. I don't know if you've noticed that, too. There's been a lot of overs on live TV and on like national TV. Hey, he said, he said the refs have families and they want to see them on TV, too, yeah. so they call more fouls. I'm just saying, I, I see a lot, a lot of foul calls on national TV. Yo! <laughs> I haven't done the experiment behind it, but I noticed the last year. Live TV games tend to have, <laughs> uh, national TV games tend to have like a lot of overs. Daddy. Might be a selective recall, but I've noticed. Am that. I going to see you on TV tonight? Yeah, I'll make sure of it. <laughs> At the fire, the one, 
the, yeah, I'm sure the one Boston fan who was the ref ended up getting fired. I'm sure his family Yo, was watching doing the game. I've never heard that angle before. Oh my god, that is hilarious. Reps have families too. Can we get that on a shirt? Reps have families too, people. <laughs> it's right next to the reps are terrorist I'm, shirt. You can get Jake, the reps have families too. You know, Jake. Jake, I know you're listening at some point. Jake, I need a reps or family shirt, and I need a Utah Jazz. The Utah Jazz are never. Do you think the ref families are cheering when they announce the video review process? <laughs> they overturn a call and they get to keep the timeout, and the, fa- and the they're, families just they're, they're recording the screen. They're recording the screen. They're recording like, the screen. Yeah. Look at my dad miss this call right here. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> oh, win bigger by betting smarter. The NFL, in the NBA, in soccer, with historical stats and data, with Hall of Fame bets. Enter any parlay idea in a Hall of Fame bets revolutionary parlay optimizer tool and get your parlay broken down by leg. It gives you hit rate, expected probability, everything you need. Stop betting in the dark. Join the over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame bets. You can craft more data and drive, data and intelligent driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start researching. Start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. SGPN merch store. We're going to have to get those shirts made because we need to win this contest. We're trying to beat out the other shows, man. Need y'all support. 15% off everything just for the contest. 15% off everything till the end of the month. Make sure you use that promo code playoffsstore.sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Promo code playoffs for 15% off the merch store. And make sure, make sure you buy some NBA gambling podcast gear and help us help us get the win. We can beat the college experience. College experience actually isn't in first place right now, if you believe it or not. They're actually not. It's actually it's old fashioned. Uh, old fashioned. Right? Yeah. Old fashioned, old fashioned football podcast. Which is crazy. But they have a they have a loyal fan base, a very, very loyal fan base. And they're buying a whole bunch of gear. So need you guys to help show us up. Atlanta Hawks on the road going to play the Miami Heat. Miami Heat is laying six. God damn it. Wait, what? No way you're making me do this. No way you're making me do this. Uh Oh, man. I'm about to get up and walk off. I did not realize this. Oh, fuck. I don't even want to. Can I skip? I don't even want to do this. Just pick the total and move on. We'll lean to the over and we'll just move to the next game. Miami Heat are playing the Atlanta Hawks at home. The Miami Heat are laying six. Open up at five and a half. It's now minus six and a half. 225 and a half is the total here. Injury report for the Atlanta Hawks and Trey Young is questionable with an alias. Apparently he just got ruled out, out, actually. So Trey will not be playing. According oh, to he did just get ruled out literally a minute ago. Yep. It so just the line's going to move, so I have to pretty much wait. But the six and a half is probably a fake line. Because of the Dang, I kind of so. actually wonder. Maybe we should wait and give this a minute for the line. To, I mean, well, no, nah, whatever. We'll talk about it now. That way, anybody that's watching can jump in if they can. But I really I think this eight. line. DraftKings has eight, so we're going to stick. Okay, with so it just moved eight on DraftKings? All right. Yeah. So minus eight. That's what we'll handicap. You know, front of the program, DraftKings Sportsbook code SGP. So eight, 226 is the total on DraftKings, minus 285 on the money line, plus 230 for the Atlanta Hawks on the money line. Trey Young's out. Wesley, Wesley Matthews is out. DeAndre Hunter's out. And for the Miami Heat, you have Jaime Jaquez Jr., doubtful. Kevin Love's questionable. That's about it on that side. Land eight with the Miami Heat at home. We're taking the Hawks, right? Trey out. Perfect getup. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, that made it. So, that really just made it easy. If Trey was playing, it would have really made it hard. And I wouldn't have known what to, did, what to do. I'm sorry. But now that Trey's out, the narrative is that. With one of Trey or DeJounte out, that this team looks way better. 
and that these two can't play together. Yes, the narrative. John is also off a buzzer beater game winner where he just completely did not look at Trey Young and then dribbled into a game winner. So <laughs> DeJounte might be in line for a heat check game. Just saying. <laughs> that's why he that's why he what's the name? That's why they ruled Trey Young out. They were like, all right, this they want to see something. Yeah, I want to yeah. see something. Maybe we're trying to trade the wrong guy here. Yeah, this is the perfect angle. All right. It made it so much easier now that Trey Young's ruled out. By the way, no way I'm laying eight with Miami at home. In any situation, yeah, give me the Hawks plus eight. You can argue Miami gets up after getting curb stomped by Toronto. I'm not going to bother. I I tried to lean in favor of Miami laying points, and they lost by 30 to Toronto. I'm no, I'm I'm good. I tried, I tried, gave it a shot. wasn't worth it. Uh, lean to Atlanta plus the points. I feel like Atlanta's bad ATS because they've been laying a lot in these games, and they shouldn't be because they're bad. Getting eight though, I am curious what Atlanta's point spread record is when they're getting this many points. I don't have that in front of me. But doesn't it feel like Atlanta fails the favorite more often than not? Yeah, I feel I, like it. I can pull that up, but... I'm going to pull it up. Uh, but this total... So I said 226. It's down to 224.5. Okay. <laughs> so that's the uh, that's the new total here on DraftKings Sports, but 224.5. Yeah. How you, how you lean into it? I think Atlanta plays... Slower without Trey? Do they play fast? I mean, defensively, they're going to be better without Trey because he's one of the worst defensive players in the league. What if they, so, what if they look better on offense, though? They might. But, that, but we know Miami defensively has not been great lately. So, um, I think I'll lean... Uh, I mean, the first meeting landed at 226. Second meeting landed at 235, but Trey was in those. So, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to lean under. Atlanta defensively has actually not been horrible lately. Gave up 104 mm-hmm. to Orlando. Gave up 99 to San Antonio. That's okay for their standards. Uh, Miami mm-hmm. got killed by Toronto, but only scored 97. Scored 96 in overtime against the Nets. Scored 104 against Charlotte, but they only gave up 87. Scored 99 against Orlando, only gave up 96. Both teams defensively have been okay recently. I'm going to lean to the under in this game. So... Miami has, I'm not Miami, Atlanta has not covered two games this year against Miami. Miami was a favorite. No, Atlanta was the favorite in one of those. They were laying seven and a half and they lost that outright. And then they <laughs> <laughs> they were laying seven and a half and lost right. it outright. Okay. And then they lost as a one point dog uh, to Miami. They're actually one in three this season when catching six or more. So two possessions, they're one in three. ATS. Okay. Atlanta is an underdog, by the way, on the road. As a road underdog, Atlanta is four and nine. ATS. Yeah. It's not good. That's not good numbers. Having Which said means that, Atlanta's. Yeah. It's Miami. It's Miami land points. I'm not doing it. For the I record, can't. by the way, Miami is a home favorite this year, is eight and seven ATS. So that is pretty random. That's if you were if you were curious. That's it's not good. Yeah, it doesn't feel right. You're expected though, to but... win the game, and you and you didn't cover or lost seven times, and you were expected to win. It's also just at home. I can check Miami as an overall favorite this season. It's not good. I just I I can't do it. I can't do it. History, history. I, I'll trust history. This is well. This is historical for Atlanta. I'm just not going to bet this game. I'm not going to bet this game today. It's fine. Atlanta is an overall dog, by the way, is five and thirteen. ATS. Maybe a Dejounte triple. Maybe a Dejounte triple double. And I like the assist for DeJounte. I'll stick with that. Double-double and a win. Well, not a win, but plus eight. Possibly. I might be in, I might be intrigued there. I might be intrigued by the win. 
Miami could blow this. This is typical Miami fashion where it looks like they should absolutely steamroll and then they don't. I see this being a one possession game late. I might actually bet this. Okay. All right. Anything else player part wise that you like before we move on? No, it's mostly DeJounte. Uh, I do think, once again, I'm not taking Bam. I'm not going to bother. Uh, so I try. I, oh, I made a case. Nope, didn't happen last game. Uh, Hawk is being out. You assume Butler, but he's so passive all the time that I really don't want to take his props. Hero, I like Hero in the spot. He's done well against Atlanta in the past. Uh, let me just quickly pull up Hero's numbers against Atlanta in the past, but I'm pretty sure they're very good. Um, let me just pull that up. Uh, Hero, sorry. Uh, so looking at Hero's games against Atlanta recently, he had 30 points in the last game. Uh, he had a triple-double, actually, back in 2022. So he has had a couple of big games, but 30 last game, I think he's in line for a good game here. I'll lean to the over on Hero. Maybe PRA for him. All right. I'm just with you. I'm just with Jante, honestly. Jante kind of sold me after that game winner, I'm not going to lie. He kind of yep. sold me after the game winner. And with Trey out, there's actually a, there's actually an angle where this team is weak. Hero's birthday is tomorrow. Eh, do they play tomorrow? I'm assuming they don't, but I'll check. Miami. No, they don't play There are tomorrow. a lot of games tomorrow. I didn't realize there were that many games. Yeah, Miami does not play tomorrow. Jake, did you hear my, my merch store request? I, I, I was going to text you, but now that you're here and you're listening and I know you're here. Hey, we need a Revs Half Families shirt. Can the image just be like a kid pointing to a TV set and just a referee blowing a whistle? Like, can we get that going? Yeah. Can you put Scott Foster on the TV and and somebody like, oh, it's just, a kid, it's just a kid pointing to the ref. And it's like, that's just yeah. his family. That's yeah, all I need. So we need that. And then we need the Utah Jazz are inevitable shirts. I know those yep. are long overdue, but what they're doing this season, two seasons in a row, we got to make the shirts now. So we, I wouldn't we even mind a Harrison Barnes under shirts. I'm a, I'm a fan of that too. Just Harrison Barnes unders. All right. Appreciate hey, man. Jake does everything. All right. Let's keep moving. We've got three more games and then we're out of here. The Phoenix Suns on the road going to play the New Orleans Pelicans. Pelicans open up minus two and a half. They are currently minus one and a half. 237 is the total. That's up from 234 and a half. Injury report for the Phoenix Suns and Bobo is out. Yudawa Nabi is not on the injury report. No Damian Lee and clean injury report for the Pelicans. Are the Pelicans nice again? Yeah. Kind of? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, they've been, they've been really, really good at home, man. I know. Uh, so they, they really like eight, straight up ATS. Really good in the Smoothie King Center. They really like smoothies. I actually kind of like Spoon Kings in the center. It's very simplistic. Never been there, but it looks like a good saw, home environment. I saw Braun play there for my birthday one year. That's hype. Yeah, they lost. Who did? Pelicans or LeBron? LeBron. Oh, okay. Yeah, AD wasn't playing either. That's when AD, that's the last, literally the last year AD was on the Pelicans. That's when I saw it, and he was sitting on a bench. Oh, it was that long ago. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you meant yeah. like LeBron on the Lakers. I didn't realize you meant that long ago. No, it was LeBron on the Lakers. He was on the Lakers, but that's when the Lakers were absolutely horrible, like dog shit horrible. And oh, it was that's before just the LeBron. and Ingram trade. Okay. I got yep. It. And it was literally just LeBron. Uh, was Long yeah, ago. I think it, it might have been, but yeah, it was before the trade. All that. I don't even think Brand. I think I don't even think Brandon. No, Brandon Ingram was playing because I was talking about North Carolina. So you had like Brand, you had Kuzma and Lonzo and yeah. 
Yeah, it was it was bad. It was bad. Like I'm like, dang. And they were hyped because they were beating LeBron too. And they were like, oh, AD stay, AD stay. Might have had Zubak on that too. No, <laughs> no, it did not. Oh man, whatever. Uh, it was somewhere February, February one of those years ago. Some years ago was that 2019? Yeah. All right. I'm sorry. Back to this. My question here: You said are the New Orleans Pelicans good? I, I was really gonna ask. Are are the Suns good now? I was gonna say, or is it just because they good? It was mostly are the Pelicans like back? Like, are they actually formidable, or is this just a good run? I just want to know if they're still the psycho formidable? team. Formidable, they are. Formidable or... is a very, very hard buzzword that I don't think I would use, but they're good. Okay. They're good. So I'm like, on the same good. page as you. I, I I have to see them prolong this a bit more, but I do really like what I've seen for the last basically month. The Suns had a miracle comeback win against the Kings, but I'm still not you know sold what? the team. Thinking about that, being down to the Kings that much is actually... I'm taking the Pelicans. They're down 22 at home with six minutes to go. Yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking New Orleans anyway. Like I think New Orleans is actually a solid team. Uh, That's kind of insane. Yeah, I'll lean to New Orleans as well. The Suns are a team that I really don't like the bench with. I think that's an area where the Pelicans can thrive in because I think their bench unit's pretty good. How can I take the Suns? Bull Bull's not playing. Come on. How am I supposed to take the Suns in this game? No, I like the Pelicans anyway at home. It's a pretty short number. I feel like with the Suns even winning games recently, the markets are starting to overreact again to how good this team actually is. I think New Orleans might be underrated. So I like New Orleans in the spot. Yeah. New Orleans has been shooting the hell out of basketball recently. Mm-hmm. And defensively, uh, they're good. Yeah. Yeah. They're 51% over the past five games from the field. Uh, they're shooting 30, not 30, I'm sorry, 44% from three. 44% from three over the past five games, 51% from the field, scoring 124.8 points per game. That's good for third best in the NBA during that span. And the defense has been really, really solid, whereas this Phoenix team is still giving up 120 points per game over the past five. Like In these situations, we talked about them being down all those points to Sacramento, which really, really looks bad when you think about it. Like, Looks really, really bad when you really think about it. And I, I'm good. I'm actually, I don't I don't feel comfortable with Phoenix in this spot. I'll take New Orleans. New Orleans gets it done at home. It's one and a half. This is a close line. Basically a pick them. I'll take New Orleans to get it done. Yeah, I agree. Totals at 237. I like New Orleans team total over. That I agree with. Total's tricky because New Orleans is actually good defensively. So what if they what if they just shut what if they shut down the Suns and the Suns just well honestly how do the Suns concede defeat after coming back twenty points down in the fourth quarter last game? They probably won't. So so then give me the over two thirty seven. I think even if even if New Orleans comes in here looks really good and beats the shit out of them. They're not going to concede defeat because they just came back from 20 points down in the fourth quarter. So you're at least going to get until midway the fourth quarter of starters out there trying to salvage this game. This should I be think I'm going to lean under. Really? I think I am. I, I saw Phoenix score 119 against the Kings. They had, a, they had like 19 points in the final five minutes. Like they were on pace for about maybe 110 in that game before things went off the rails. They had 51 points in the first half of that game. Like I'm a bit concerned that Phoenix offensively is not efficient enough. And they don't exactly go up tempo because we know Durant uh, and Booker, they're fine with operating in the half court. New Orleans, I don't think, is really automatically interested in running two. Uh, They might, you know, do it if Phoenix does it as well. But I do think you might see a slower pace than we might expect. And Mm -hmm. New Orleans in the half court has been really good defensively. But the Suns, I get they have Booker. I get they have Durant. I get they have Beal. 
their offensive rating this season has really not been great. And I do think that New Orleans defensively can showcase a really underrated unit in this matchup. New Orleans pace-wise, though, is 16th. Phoenix pace-wise is 25th. With paces that slow, I don't want to take a total in the high 230s. So I think I'm going to make well, the under this game. It, well, it's a little different when you look at the past five games. Past five games, Phoenix is actually sixth in pace, and New Orleans is down to uh, 22 in pace. But though, that's still, that plays slow. your angle that they'll oh, play slow. Yeah, yeah they're going to play slow. So that, that helps your under angle of New Orleans controlling the pace at home, able to keep this a lower scoring game. Yeah, I'm not mad at it. Player props, anything? Uh, I'm trying to think of what exactly I like for... Well, I'm going to ask, which players do you actually trust in this game? Let's start there. Are there any players you actually trust? Because New Orleans has a couple of options. They kind of alternate of who's going to have the great game. But as for mm-hmm. Phoenix, Durant's been fine, but he's been a bit passive. Booker's been a bit hot and cold. you have any thoughts on this? Uh, I kind of want to back threes today in this one. Okay. I talked about how good New Orleans is shooting the ball recently. Phoenix... Yeah, 27th in opponents' three-point percentage over the past five games, giving up 43% from three. And I, I told you, they've given up 120 points per game. I don't like what they're doing defensively. We've talked about them all year, them probably not being a pretty good defensive unit. And Frank Vogel was brought in to try to help boost that defense, and we haven't seen it. We haven't seen it at all. It's actually just been them finding ways to score a majority of the times and how they're getting their wins rather than playing anything defensively. So, uh, CJ... Is tempting at plus one thirty-five, just a little inconsistent for me. I would really need volume there. I would I would play Trey Murphy over two and a half at minus one thirty-five. You know, Murphy. That would make me feel yeah. Yeah. I would I think I would back Trey Murphy and I would feel pretty pretty good about Trey Murphy getting going from three. I think it's Trey Murphy and CJ are the two people you would target if you like that angle. But I just don't think they have anybody that can match up with Trey Murphy, and he's just that good of a player. And I think he could be able to get going. So I would back Trey Murphy threes today. That might be some uh, angle that I'm looking for later tonight. A part of me is tempted by Grayson Allen threes. Uh, just looking at his recent numbers, he's had mm-hmm. at least four threes in four of the last six. He's had a nine threes in two of the last uh, six, which is wild to me. Uh, but the point is numbers are two and a half. And Grayson Allen has been getting a lot of minutes with this team. He's been probably the best role player this entire season. Played 37 minutes against the Kings, 33 minutes against Portland. So the playing mm-hmm. time is there. I don't mind Grayson Allen props in this game. All right. I like it. Three out of the last five, Trey Murphy's gone over that prop, by the way. It went five and threes in his last game out against Charlotte. So <laughs> I do like Hawkins, too. I do like Hawkins, too. If, definitely, if, if Hawkins gets the minutes. I just didn't see him up here yet. But when his lines play and he gets the minutes, yeah. It might be. What's Hawkins? Probably going to be at one and a half. Maybe. Maybe two and a half at juiced. But probably one and a half. You could probably bring him up. He had six that last game, too. They just killed Charlotte from three, honestly. All right. Indiana Pacers. Yeah. Yeah. Indiana Pacers on the road going to play the Portland Trailblazers. Indiana opened up minus two, currently minus five and a half. 238 and a half is total. Injury report for these two games. And we had two teams. Pascal Siakam is expected to play today. Uh, Indiana is playing on a back-to-back, so we'll see about everybody else. But they're expecting Pascal Siakam to play in this game. That's why they didn't play him in the other one. And for the Portland Trailblazers, we have DeAndre Ayton, probable. Matisse Stiebel, not on the injury report. Shaden Sharp, Moses Brown, injured. 
Uh, let me see here. What am I looking for? Portland beat the. I want to see how. I want to see how Indiana does on a back to back. That's what I wanted to do. But yeah, Portland did uh, beat the Nets. I didn't learn anything from that game. Uh, the Nets are a terrible team. I've been we saying that for a month. We I, didn't, I didn't learn anything. Yeah, we were. It was seven and a half. It was a crazy one. I'm not going to overreact to the one win though. Like Portland was down double digits entering the fourth quarter of that game at home. They came back and they won. First game with Siakam, you can worry about chemistry. Halliburton also might come six. back. Uh, wait, what did you say? One in six ATS is the Indiana Pacers on a back-to-back this season. One in six. And they had a very competitive game last night. But Portland's so bad. Uh, I'll let you go first on this one. I'm not going to bet this. I think I'm going to lean to Indiana, but I don't really have much of an angle. Mm, did they figure it out off the rip with Pascal and like not Halliburton playing? Well, is Halliburton like, coming back? I thought that he was potentially coming back tonight. Oh, is he coming back tonight? He's questionable, but it seems like he's getting ready to play. Okay. That, that's well, then, well, if he doesn't then, play, I'm taking Portland. If he does, I'll probably lean to Indiana. There we go. That's the answer right there. If, if Halliburton plays, we take Pacers. If not, take Portland. feel pretty confident about that. However, DeAndre Ayton should have a game today, right? Well, his driveway finally, you know, uh, finally. I mean, he's well-rested. Did you? It, well, I, well I know you didn't see. I know you didn't see his Instagram. But when they said that his driveway was icy, I wanted to see if he posted about it on Instagram, and I looked, and he was in the crib, posted up, chilling, like cooling. Yeah. He's well rested, well rested. And if you remember, Scott, I mean, I, you know, I love a good narrative. Who was supposed to trade for DeAndre Ayton? Well, there are rumors he got traded for Miles Turner for about three years. So Indiana, go cook him, Ayton. Go cook him today, big fella. Go cook him today. I want more dupe wreath minutes. That's cashing all his player props. I want more dupe wreath <laughs> minutes. Oh, man. All right. We're on Indiana, right? I'm going to lean that way, this assuming Halliburton plays. If this he doesn't. I don't know. We can't play the drop, though, because once again, we're not officially locking it in. We're we're, we're waiting to see if Halliburton's going to play. And so yeah, we'll see yeah, what right. happens. All right. But. All right. I won't play it. I won't play it. It's pretty shock. Okay. I do like I do like eight and a half good day. Two thirty eight and a half is the total. Anything else on, on like the total the player prop? I kinda I kinda like the under in this game. Like Indiana defensively recently, not terrible. And I know that you tend to like overs when it's a back to back, but it's for one team, not for both. Portland just has such a hard time scoring. Scored one oh five against the Nets, they won. One sixteen against the Suns, okay. Scored 93 against the Timberwolves, 77 against the Thunder, 84 against the Knicks. Like, I just don't know if this team can score in Indiana. Is not a good defensive team. But ever since Carlisle made the comments about the girlfriend, they've been better defensively. I don't know what the hell he said, but he said something. And apparently the team agreed. Oh, so I'm going to lean under in this game. It feels a bit high. Yeah, that game last night against Sacramento was the first over in four games. That went over? Yeah. It was two forty four and a half. Really? Okay. It closed at two forty four and a half. It says it went over. So I think yeah. when we did the show live, I think it was like two forty eight and a half. So I think it actually went under when we did the opening line. I think. Mm. What's this line again? Uh, it's yeah, and yeah. two thirty eight and a half. It's under two forty though. Yeah, I'm gonna take the over. I'm not scared. Because DeAndre is gonna have a, DeAndre is gonna have a legacy game. It's gonna be twenty five and twelve or something like that. 
I can't wait fight. to see the Aiden post-ups for the first 10 minutes and then he does nothing the rest of the game. It's going to be great. <laughs> the I mean, Miles Turner, Miles Turner don't rebound, so I'm not worried about rebounding because Miles Turner doesn't That's true. rebound. Yeah. All right. Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers are now playing on national TV. Lakers are laying 7 to 27 and a half is total injury report here. Mikael Bridges, probable, no Whitehead, no Simmons, no Sharp. And for the Lakers, LeBron's questionable. He's going to play. Anthony Davis, probable. He's going to play. Cam Reddish, out. No Gabe Vincent. Any party you want the Nets? Do I need to say anything else? No. That's are terrible. What a bad like, team. So well, bad. Why is, why is this so on Ashman TV? Because uh, they really, really wanted LeBron <laughs> and AD against anybody. And it turns out it was against the Nets. Maybe they scheduled it three years ago and they thought Durant was still going to be on the team. But I don't know. No, I don't know why the Nets are on TV. They shouldn't be. All right. Two. Um, I I mean, let's, let's give it the due diligence. Is this a spot where everybody gets on the Lakers and they disappoint? Maybe, but I've been watching the Nets, so no. I, I don't think this team's ready to do anything in the immediate future. Uh, Bridges has been average at best recently. You said he's probable. I'm assuming he's going to play because he hasn't missed a game in about seven years. Uh, maybe if you want to make a case for Bridges' unders, does he only play one half to keep the streak alive? I don't know. Maybe he only plays one half and he sits the second half. We've seen him do some sketchy things to keep his Ironman streak alive, but I can't take the Nets. This seems horrible. The Lakers at home have been pretty good. I just think at the end of the day, you're looking at a spot where the Lakers have the size, the Nets have no backup center, and Claxton's screwed anyway, going against AD. They can't stop any type of penetration. LeBron's going to get to the rim. AD's going to get whatever he wants. And I do think that the Nets scoring is a problem because they can't score. So I'm going to lean to the, to, uh, the Lakers here. I do like uh, Nets team total under in this game because I don't think this team can score. I'm going to read off the Nets totals recently, and you tell me how you think this team's supposed to score. So the Nets, in their last couple of games, they played against the Trailblazers, really bad defense, scored 103. Played the Heat at home, scored 95 after overtime, scored 102 against Cleveland, had a very high-scoring game against Portland. But the point is, the last three games, they've been really underwhelming offensively. I just don't think that they're going to get anything done offensively in this game. I'm going to lean to the Lakers to win, to cover. I'll lean to the under, Nets team total under. So, for the villainy, Lakers 15 and 7 at home straight up. 11 and 12 against spread. That's really concerning. <laughs> but, and I will say, if you would like to back Brooklyn tonight, that's your angle, is the straight up versus ATS split at home for the Lakers. And also the fact that this Lakers team just played the top two team in the West at home and got a win. And then they played the Mavericks who they could never beat and got the win. So this is a prime letdown spot <laughs> getting this Nets team covered at home. I, I don't know, man. I watched the Portland game. 
if I didn't watch the Portland you game, you watched I would, that game. I would, Good for you. If I didn't watch the That's if cool. I didn't watch the Portland game, I probably would have took the Nets. And I and I, I think that I probably should really fade my gut instinct of just going chalk with the Lakers and take the Nets. As far as I'm really, concerned, really there's hard. only one way the Nets win. They have to get hot from three. They haven't been able to hit an outside shot for about a week and a half, but they have to be able to hit some outside shots. Nobody on this team can shoot, but that's the problem. So I think the Lakers do a good enough job defending the three ball. If you do like the Nets, Cam Johnson threes, like there's a couple of guys to target if you do think they're going to keep it close, but the team just can't shoot. It's but really they haven't been good defensively recently. Yeah. Like, and, and if it like it's staples, it's the, you know, the mech, like it's the Madison Square Garden theory. They might get up for the game. Like the Lakers, I mean, the last two games have been good, but three before that 132, 127, 131. I'll just take the Lakers. I'm not going to, I'm just going to take the Lakers. All right. I'll just take the Lakers. I, I don't, I, I reluctantly take the Lakers, but. Because Brooklyn is like horrible, horrible. Yep. 227 and a half. I'm going to be on the under. I think it opened at 229 and a half. Now it's, I think it went down to 226 and a half, and then it kind of bumped <laughs> back up to 227 and a half. But I do think you're looking at a spot where I just don't trust the Nets to score. Like it's, it's really as simple as that. So I'm going to lean under in this YouTube.com slash NBA Gambling Podcast to see why I'm laughing. <laughs> But uh, it's a good buzzword. That's all I'm saying. It's a good buzzword. But still, uh, I don't, I don't, I. Only yeah, on this. Yeah, I guess I'll go on. I really don't. I, I like Nets team. Total you know, I don't like the Lakers. I don't like the Lakers. I don't like Lakers. But the Nets are slow and they can't score. So it's really just a matter of do I think the Nets can do enough to contribute? I, I think the Nets team total under is my main lean for the total. I would much rather take whatever I would play on Brooklyn because if I were to play Brooklyn, I would only play them to get a win here because that would be like, that would be like, there's no, I I wouldn't feel plus seven. Like if they get this game even close, they're probably winning. If it's not, they're going to get blown out. So, but instead of putting a plus money on that, I'd rather just, uh, who said it? Somebody said in chat earlier, I'd rather take Mikel Bridges or Cam Thomas. Like just give me one or the other. I'd rather I'd rather place those the, that money that units on them to have a good game against this Lakers defense that again is 24th in the league over the past five games. I would I would much rather take my bets on one of those two rather than play this Brooklyn Nets team. I'm I'm good on the team as a whole. All right, anything else you got? No, not really. Uh, for player props, I mean you mentioned Bridges and uh, you mentioned Cam Thomas. I don't mind Johnson threes. The volume's been there as well. I think I have to consider Dimwitty unders. I know he had one good game against Portland. Congratulations. It might be a good sell-high spot again. Uh, you know, maybe a dead cat bounce on his points. But, yeah, I'm not a fan of Dimwitty at all. I believe he's the he has the lowest field goal percentage in the entire league. Congratulations, Spencer Dimwitty. So, yeah, I'll go with his unders uh, for points. Let me just see if I could find it available. Dimwitty points <laughs> is currently at – I don't see it. So, we'll see <laughs> – but I'm going to like the under for Dimwitty points. So he sucks. Yeah. All right. The worst field goal percentage in the league, man. Jordan Poole's in the league. Thanasis is in the league. <laughs> Come on, man. Thanasis can't do anything right. 
You know, you see the picture where they were uh, all putting up the watch like Shador after Dame and Dame cropped him out of the photo, <laughs> and, and because he was like this, yeah, <laughs> and he had a square up in the picture. By the way, I see Dimwitty at 11 and a half for points. Thanasis is the funniest person in the league. It's Thanasis, Bruce Brown. Like, two of the funniest people in the league, for sure. Were you a fan of the stare-down block that Thanasis had when his team was down 30 against the Cavs in the fourth quarter? And then not getting back on defense and giving up. Yeah, and then and they <laughs> gave up a dunk anyway on the immediate transition. They gave up a dunk on that yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. All right, let's close this out. I've been up here long enough. Lock, dog, underdog. For my lock. Curious if we're going to go proper with a side or total here. No, I think I'm going prop, actually. Okay. I really don't. I really. I didn't realize you're going, you're going Jokic. Proper. Yeah, 100%. 100%. 100%. I'm just going to take the points. Or should I do PRA? No, don't get cute with it. Take the points. I mean, Wemby at 20 points and basically a half against that defense. I know. And I took. And I had Wemby for 20 and 10 in that game. He finished with. I think it was like seven yeah. or eight. It wasn't 10, but he got the points. He had 27. Yeah. Wimby had 27. Yeah. Jokic over 25 and a half minus 140. It's a little yeah. juiced. It's a bit juiced. I mean, you could bump it up if you want. You can take 26 and a half if you want to like yeah, actually still do feel it that good way. about that. And I'm, I mean, no, no, I don't got to because I'm laddering it. So okay. I'm taking the 30 at plus 155 on DraftKings. I'm taking the 35 at plus 390 as well. So it's all right. I really don't. I mean, who's going to stop him? Porzingis? Nah. Al Horford? No way. I'll put my, for my dog. For my dog. Hmm. I'm trying to think. Do we really like many sides for the dog? Do you want like yeah. the Jean? I mean, I'm, I'm de- so I'm right now. I'm debating between actually taking Atlanta at plus two eighty five or just taking the Spurs at plus one one fifty four. Do you want to merge DeJounte assists with the uh, Hawks? Or DeJounte something with the Hawks? You can do a same-game parlay on that. I mean, if they're going to win the game, that means DeJounte is going to have a big game. Mm, yeah, more than likely. But uh, I'll, just, I'll just go with my first instinct. Just give me Spurs. Charlotte sucks. Devin Masell is enough for me. Devin Masell is enough for me. I'll take Spurs plus 154. Okay, uh, so for my lock, I think I actually am going to go back to the first game that we talked about. I mentioned a prop in passing, but I actually dug into it a bit more after I mentioned it. The Embiid assist total is way too high in this game. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take Embiid under uh, five and a half assists. I see plus 102, so I'm actually going to go with a plus money play here. Uh, but he's actually gone under this number in 10 of his last 11 games against Orlando. Orlando's been very good at stopping him from getting assists, and Orlando's allowing the fewest assists per game in the entire league. Now, we both think Embiid can maybe go for 40, maybe 50 against Patazzi, but it does seem like Orlando is willing to let him get his, they'll limit the assists, and I do think that, once again, when you've gone under in 10 of 11, it's not as insane as the Kavon Looney rebound prop against the Suns, which is like my all-time favorite prop, but mm-hmm. if, you, if you go under this number in 10 of 11, I can get plus money, I'm going to take it. So for me... Give me Embiid under the uh, five and a half assists here at plus 104. Didn't mention, by the way, he has gone under in two of the last three. And I know that he had 10 against Denver, but I do think this number is a bit high. So I'm going to go with the under on that. For my dog, I got a couple options. I'm trying to think of which one I want to go to. I mean, I am kind of tempted by Jokic as well for the points, but I don't know if I want to take it as my official dog if I go for 30 plus. 
I think for this one, I'm going to... You know what? I think I am going to go with your guy. I'm going to go with Vassell. Give me a good Vassell game here. Let me just see what I can what? find for a prop on him. Uh, let me just see what I can get. Vassell's already at 19 and a half, which is kind of annoying. So I'm wondering if I want to go with 25. No, no you're, that you're getting, you're getting your buy low spot there. That's a buy low spot. You're good. I think it's a buy low spot too, but I have to go for an alt if I'm going to end up taking the... Yeah, I, I could always parlays with threes, I guess, if I wanted to do 25. it that way. Yeah, 25? Okay. Yeah, I'll take 25. I'll let me just see... Plus, three, plus 235. Sure. Dev Vassell for 25 plus 235. Sure. I'll go plus 235. I'll take your guy. Yeah. I like it. Love it. It's my guy. It's really like the only time I don't bet Devin Vassell is if I'm probably busy and forgot to get to it. But like, there's never a point where I don't get 21 <laughs> against Boston. Andy went over five from three. And now you have Wemby not playing. So the fact that, that he had 21 the last game, was a bad game, I think he's back on track. Yeah. All right. Let's see. Underdog. Jokic. Yeah. Jokic points. How do we Vassell? play? We just play the points. Yeah, we'll do the points. I mean, you're going to ladder it, so why would we not take it in the entry? Because because I wanted, I kind of wanted to spread my. Oh, you want to spread, spread my okay. usage? I wanted to spread my. It, it's pure pure selfishness on my behalf because I wanted to spread my my usage on Jokic and bet triple double somewhere. It's okay. We'll go with points. I'll, I'll do it yeah. on my own time. I'm assuming you're on Vassell because twenty six and a half for Jokic. Yep. I can uh, I can always bet Devin Vassell. Always. Yep. Never a point where I don't think he's going to have a good game, which is probably not that good. Oh, Underdog got an update. This is cool. Now they show you the pictures when you – oh, man, I went – dang, I wish the Cowboys were still Brandon here, Aubrey, man. Just to see if bro, exists. Yeah. Bro, yeah, because they updated. And so now when you hit uh, – when you're making your lineup, it shows the pictures instead of just a circle, like a green circle. It shows the pictures of the players. So nice. I wonder if Aubrey has a picture now. Darn, stupid trash cowboys. All right, we need one more. Uh, Embiid? Uh, sh- uh, sure. I mean, you, you want to take it? I, I, I was with you on the assists, but we can do the points. I'm what, what's the assist at? Is it five players. and a half or is it six? It's at five and a half. Okay, I'm fine with that. All right, we'll do it. Lower for Embiid. So we have Nikola Jokic, higher, 26.5 points. We have Joe Embiid, lower, 5.5 assists. And we have Devin Vassell, higher, 19.5 points. Put that in the underdog and shake it all up. You're going to get 6 to 1, 6 times your payout. That is $100 turns into $600. Unless you, you know, you go the insured route. But we never do that. Come on. So 6 to 1, 50 gets you 300. You know the math there. Make sure you use that promo code SGP. And no, we have a new promo code. We do. We have our own promo code. Make sure you use our promo code, which is what's our promo code? Where's Where's Moonoff chat? Moonoff sent it to us, right? Where did Moonoff send us promo text code? message? It was Wasn't it just message? like the most basic? It's NBA. SGPN. Yeah, it's NBA SGPN. That's it. Yeah. That's all it is. NBA SGPN. Make sure you use that promo code. Uh, all new users can get a first deposit match up to a hundred percent, up to a hundred dollars. NBA SGPN. Make sure you use that so we get the credit because, again, we're trying to show the other shows up. All right. Anything else for people before we get up out of here? No. Uh, once again, I'll be doing some tennis episodes over the weekend, but that's basically it. All right. Other than that, I have. Uh, mm, well, make sure the 75 people like the video on the way out. 
on the, on YouTube, make sure everybody else that's listening via podcast goes out there and gets themselves a five-star rating and review. Make sure you go get yourself some merch, 15% off, promo code playoffs, store.sportsgamingpodcast.com. Other than that, I have nothing else to say. Nothing else to do. No other way of ending the podcast. We're just going to do like this. We are out of here. Basketball, get it, get it, get the ball, because I'm going to go.